It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, good show lined up for you today. Turn number one, we're going to sit down with uh, Dylan Silman, your Malvern Bank Super Late Model Series Rookie of the Year. And in turn number two, we're going to get you caught up on the headlines and uh, news to come and uh, get you set for the racing to come this weekend. So uh, without further ado, let's sit down with your 2023 Malvern Bank Super Late Model Series Rookie of the Year, Dylan Silman, driving the 35D. Congratulations, man. Good, good uh, title for you this year. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. It was it was a change of pace from the mod, but uh, it was a lot of fun, tough competition, and uh, looking forward to next year already. Yeah, I think we got a lot to talk about here. Last time I saw you, you were uh, it, it felt like you were just starting to I wouldn't say get a hang of, but you were you were really starting to catch up to those modified top tier guys, and and it kind of felt like you were looking forward to a you know a long career at a modified, maybe five six years seeing where that went but the decision to switch to the late model can you kind of take us through that a little bit yeah we were just we've been close with mark richards because of uh, our business for a long time and i've always loved watching late models and uh i've always kind of wanted to get in one and it just kind of just i don't know really why we decided but uh just seemed kind of like the right time and we pulled the trigger and went ahead and got one and got our feet wet uh obviously didn't leave the mods completely i love the mod i'll probably never will leave them uh, like you said I was kind of starting getting better and better I started off a little slow but uh, as time went on I kind of started working on my craft a little bit and I got a lot better at it and uh, Saturday I-80 was gone because I was starting to finally get a hang of that place and I was starting <laughs> to get good at that place and then it disappears but it is what it is uh, had a lot of fun and uh, like I said looking forward to next year already well having a head man at rocket in your corner is <laughs> pretty good advice I mean you know, that, that really had to help you, and, and I know that uh, that late model is a totally different animal from that modified. Yeah, oh, yeah, the totally different things. I kind of got to switch my mind when I'm in one car to remind myself I'm not in the other, but uh, I honestly think that the late model almost kind of fits my driving style a little more because I got to drive it a little harder, and I don't just kind of fits my driving style a little more. You mash the gas. <laughs> Bigger tires, more horsepower. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, a little heavier. Not much. Now, did you make the transition right off the bat and and uh, went to a late model this year? Or did you in in twenty twenty three? I keep saying this year. Keep in mind, we recorded this back in December at Quaker Steak and Lube, and we're playing it uh, end of February. Uh, so when I say this year, I'm I'm actually talking about twenty twenty three. But did you jump right into it in twenty twenty three? Did you play around for a little bit in twenty two? Uh, yeah, that's actually a good point. I uh, I gotta give a shout out to Jay Burdict. I uh, he put me in one of his late models at I-80 uh, in 2022, so I got a, I got my feet wet a little bit in it uh, in 2022, and then we decided to do it in 2023 ourselves. Yeah. Uh, did you... Did you Jay's car? Is it like the Cornhusker or something? Or uh, I raced with the... I don't know if it was the NASCAR super late models at I-80 or if it was the SLMR, but I raced one of them. Okay. I raced his J1 at, at I-80 yeah. one night. Uh had a blast and kind of could thank him for having us pull the trigger and, and just do it. 
what was the conversation leading up to it? Did he come approach you and say, hey, do you want to try this out? Or was this something you guys were kind of talking about and he knew you were interested? Uh, we were we were talking about it with him for quite a while uh, and didn't really know if it was going to happen or not. But he kind of just called us up one day and he's like, yeah, we're going to make this happen uh, at I-80 this weekend and put it all together and had a blast. So talk about the season then. Uh, you guys didn't uh, uh, didn't hold back. If if you won Rookie of the Year, you guys went full steam at that Malvern Bank Tour. Yeah, we were we were kind of telling ourselves that we weren't gonna run the full schedule. We were just gonna kind of pick and choose. But we run the first la- first race and went to the next one and the next one and kind of just we just didn't slow down really. We yeah. followed the whole thing uh, all the way through as much as we could. We didn't really miss any. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. and Was that the first kind of touring series you've been a part of? Yeah, that's actually the first for, uh, full-time touring series that I was a part of. I just raced the, the weekly stuff with the mod and tried to hit some specials with the mod and didn't really run nothing, a full-time schedule with nothing until the SLMR. Did you like that? I did. I liked, I liked having a schedule and, and, being, and being on a tour. I, th- I thought that was pretty fun, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's a, and it's a lot of competitive cars too, you know. Oh and, yeah. And you were obviously running good if you if you kept going, you know. Yep, we were a lot more. I was a lot more competitive and and did a lot better than I thought at first. So we kind of kept going with it, and here we are. Yeah, here we are, rookie of the year. Um, it, it's got to be kind of fun to to kind of play around these different tracks because it's not like you know going to I eighty you you get to really hone your skills at that track, but going to different tracks. You got to learn corner entries and track sizes and dirt surfaces and Gears different times of the and year. And yeah, you got to learn. I mean, you got to pick up on a lot really fast. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, I kind of just stuck to our our regular tracks that we raced at with the mod. Uh, but with the SLMR running a schedule, you uh, you get to do different tracks, like you were saying. You get to experience smaller, bigger, more banked, less banked. Even types of types of dirt can feel different makes you a better driver when you uh, race different tracks. Yeah, when you stay consistent with it. But uh, how was it? Uh, who'd you lean on to get a little advice and gear and stuff like that out of? We kind of, well, I leaned on Mark at Rocket and uh, the guys at Rocket quite a bit. But I'd ask our other competitors on, on gear, uh, and they'd get us close. But usually I kind of go right to the Rocket guys uh, when I had a concern or a question. Uh, yeah, it's, that's always kind of a funny one is how much information can you get out of your fellow competitors? Because there's that give and take. They want to give you a little bit to keep you competitive, but not too much to where you end up beating them. Right. Uh, a lot of the guys, there's not really many rockets on the SLMR Tour, so uh, that might play a little factor into information <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but gear is about the only thing I ask for. Uh, if anything, anything else, I'll just... I'll just, like I said, go to Mark and uh, Danny. Yeah. yeah. When you're on a good series like that, though, guys aren't going to uh, – um, they're not going to turn you into a squirrel. They're not going to give you something that's way out in left field because they got to go out and race you, and they don't want you running into them or, or getting in their way. Right. The, I, I can pretty much ask any, any of them that I want to, and, and they'll, they'll give me an honest answer. And same with them. I'll, I'll, I'll help any of them. We're all in this together. It's a phrase and fam. Yeah. Well, I just, I just was going to say, you know, you got into the seal kind of with Jay. And I know him and Jesse Sobbing are real tight, obviously. So I didn't know if you were going to Jesse for a lot of information or, you yep. know. 
your dad and stuff's been around a long time, so I didn't know if maybe you went to Joe K or who you went to. Yeah, we we asked Jesse quite a bit, asked uh, Tad and and uh, Justin uh, Zeitner, asked him a little bit, and they get us pretty close. Uh, ended up finishing. Looks like I'm finally getting down to your points um, as to where you finished in the series. Uh, 14th overall. Uh, weren't able to knock down a win, but some nice top fives and top tens. Yeah, I had quite a few good finishes. I I had a couple of heartbreaks. I should have won a couple of them, but I just lack of experience, I guess, uh, took myself out of it. But we were knocking on the door and had some good finishes, and that's all you can ask for. Is that more frustrating, having a lack of experience loss, more frustrating than, like, a mechanical failure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, because, you know, like, it was on you, mm-hmm. you know, when you – if it's a mechanical failure, it's really not necessarily your fault, out of your control. But if I mean, if you screw it up, you screw it up. Yeah, I hit I, the wall. Had a mechanical failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I hit the wall, the cart was fine. But afterwards, that's that's all that matters. Yeah, it, it's always been kind of curious because I, I like watching guys that when they switch classes, you know, they got the talent. They they're just waiting for the experience, and there's no way of getting that other than making the mistakes and turning the laps which is so frustrating because you know you've got the ability to be a, a good driver and you can win against top-tier drivers. Right. Uh, I'd say, I mean, I learned a lot from the mods, but when I race the late model, you get more laps uh, with the late model. Qualifying, you get to qualify. I didn't get to do that with the mod, and there are some longer features with the late model, so you kind of get to experience some, some longer races and how to be better at the end and... Uh, I'd say for sure I'm I'm a lot more I'm a lot smarter of a driver now than I was at the beginning of of the 23 season. You know, you're running 25 lap mostly uh, mod features, and you step out to 30 or 40 laps. There's a lot of change in that track between lap 26 and 40. Absolutely, uh, I think the most I ever really ran with the mod was a 40 at the Cornhusker Classic at I80. Uh, I got to do a 50 this year in the late model over at Farley. I can't remember what that race is called. Probably Yankee. Yankee, yep, Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. That was a 50-lapper. That was that was an experience. Used to be a 100-lapper. <laughs> did you run the Charlie Clark? I did run the Charlie Clark, right, So yep. you, did, you did a 44-lapper. Yeah, but... The break kind of... Break. With a half time. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's fair. I I did run the Charlie Clark. I, I, I remember that. Yeah, that's a hell of a race. I, I missed that one, but... Me too. Um, all right, uh, other points of the season. What was your favorite track you, you got to run maybe for the first time or... You got to run uh, that you've ran before the modified, and you really enjoyed it in the late model. Hmm. I'd say the one I really liked in the mod always was uh, probably Beatrice or Junction, and I got to race both of them in the late model, and I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked running them in the late model too. Uh, and then a new one that I liked going to was probably Farley for the Yankee. I wasn't – I didn't really know about it, didn't really – see any races online or nothing didn't watch no videos but went there and i i really i like the one that one that was a fun fun race it's another track they changed a lot farley used to be a big flat half miler and i worked my first yankee doing tech in like 91 and that track would would take rubber 10 laps into a 100 lap race right it was it was racy that night i remember it oh they've shortened it up a whole bunch oh like, yeah just like dennis and dennis right. used to be huge so I, I like harlan too i like that one in the mod but i i, I really like that one in the late model too they, they yeah. that place is it's fun any <clears throat> excuse me any of them you were kind of excited to go to in 
the light model that you've had success in and the modified that it just didn't seem to translate right? Mm. I was excited to go to Junction uh, in the late model because I did have a lot of success in there in the mod. Uh, I-80, but it was gone. <laughs> I-80 I for sure. I, I, uh, I got to run the late model, like I said, in 22 just one time, but I really wish I could have run that one. Uh, run, had more time with, with that place, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still get messages from people on a weekly basis about how much I miss that track. But. Yeah, I, I, I would have loved running there in the late model so much. I loved it in the mod, but the late model on that track would have been sweet. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, all right, um, let's see. Plans for 24. Again, we're, we're talking to you in, in December. A lot of things can change. Uh, very fluid environment. But uh, as of December, just before Christmas, what are you thinking of for 24? Right now, we, we just sold one of our mods. Uh, we got one mod. We're definitely going to keep a mod around to uh, run the mod some more. Definitely won't leave that. Uh, but uh, we're definitely cha uh, planning on chasing the uh, SLMR tour again. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are even kind of planning on maybe running a couple open shows with, like, the Lucas, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series and a uh, couple maybe World of Outlaw shows or something. Yeah, you know, they got some shows coming close. Yep, there's you know. there's a couple of them that that are within a few hours that we might go to. Just get some uh, get some laps with with them guys and take the restrictors out and and see what that's all about. Some same chassis and right rocket. Yep. So you're gonna go race Eagle pretty much. Uh, we we probably will race Eagle. Yep. Yeah. I think there's an SLMR show there. Uh, there's a Lucas show there. We'll, we might hit that too. Yep. See what that's all about. Good deal. Uh, there's a lot of people that help the 35D get up and down the road. And I guess I should ask, are you still the 35D in the late model, or did you drop the D or change the number? Nope, I'm still 35D in both the cars. Uh, didn't didn't change the number. Yeah. Uh, what's the 35? Is that for your dad? Uh, well, 52 was my dad. Uh, but in the micro days when we were racing together, uh, we would have we would race on the same night with the micro, and tracks would always kind of tell us and and – Bitch about uh, <laughs> having bitch? the same number. Really? A track would bitch. Yeah, they're, they're always <laughs> always kind of whine about uh, having the same number. I would I I would run fifty two the same number as him, but they would whine about having the same number. So I decided it went go to thirty five. And there's a story about that when I was right, way young playing football. Uh, my number was thirty five. Yeah. All right. I always like the story behind the numbers. Sometimes it's interesting. Usually, there's there's at least something behind it. Very rarely do you get a. It's just you know, just there ends up being a good story behind it. Yeah, I was fourth grade in uh, playing football, and I scored the winning touchdown to win the game to go undefeated. Yeah, and that my number was thirty five. Nice. Nothing crazy, but that's where I got it from. Yeah, that's something. Came from somewhere. All right, let's make sure and thank some of those great sponsors that help the thirty five D get up and down the road. Yeah, definitely can't. Uh, I got to thank S and S. Corn Growers, State Bank, and uh, Midwest Wraps, Strike Farms, Grandma, Rocket Chassis, Mark Richards, and all them guys. Can't thank them enough. They do a lot for us. JGR and, and the Jordan Grabowski Racing Team and, and them guys, they, they help us out uh, when we need it and mm -hmm. can't thank them guys enough. Uh, and, of course, like Grandpa, Dad, Mom, Girlfriend, uh, Nathan, Nolan, my brother. It takes everyone to to do this it's it's a team effort and uh i can't thank 
everyone enough and uh, it takes everyone to do it. Well, the good season's in the garage. It doesn't happen at the track. Yeah, you got to put in the work. Uh, it just it doesn't just come about. You definitely got to be in the race shop and uh, you got to put in the work. It always seemed like there was a big crowd over at your pits. People helping out and hanging out and having a good time. Oh yeah, there's usually some cousins I would come along and uh, like I said, girlfriends, brothers like Nathan and Nolan. They love coming along and helping and uh, definitely appreciate them guys uh, for all they do and see what happens in 24. Yeah, they make it, they make it happen. Uh, any other big plans for 24? Anything? You going to go buy a sprint car? Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, we were going to get another late model uh, and uh, just to have some more stuff. We blew a motor uh, late last year. That's why we... Fell so bad in the points. I didn't get to finish out the year. I, I didn't get to run Knoxville, which kind of kind of sucks. So oh, I was I looking mean, forward to running that, but blew a motor. Uh, but planning on getting another late model and uh, to have some more stuff so we, we don't have something like that happen again. We can keep going. Uh, yeah, you got to have a couple spares. For sure. I mean, literally sure. a couple spares. If so. you're going to run on a schedule like that or, you know, yeah. a little tour like the SLMR, you can't be short stuff. I saw that um, – I saw a post from the, the Malvern Bank guys. Maybe we can talk to Anthony about this later when we're chatting with him. But uh, I think Hoker Trucking uh, did not renew for the East Series. So I it sounds like that. Malvern Bank's going to step up. That's going to remain to be two separate series. Right. Any plans on running both of them and just going full bore? Well, we for sure are going uh, full time with the West Series. And we always hit the, uh, the dual shows, of course. I love the dual shows. Those are fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's... We thought about uh, hitting a couple e-shows. There's a couple tracks on the e-schedule that I wouldn't mind uh, running, and that look fun. So we'll see. Do you help out at SNS? I do. Yeah, what I, do you uh, do? I work in the, the welding department. I build the, the frames and do okay. the metal work. That's an important – that <laughs> kind of an important job you got there. No doubt. Good we were, welder? I, well, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> we were discussing trailers at an interview a couple weeks ago, and uh, – you know, one guy says, well, I've, I started with an open trailer, but I've moved up to enclosed. And I said, yeah. He said, the great thing about the uh, open trailer is I've never seen one catch fire. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a perk, definitely. You know, but the neatest enclosed trailer I saw was probably about 2002. I was at Volusia. Mm -hmm. So I was down working for Daytona. And uh, oh, who's that guy out of Chicago? Michael Jackson. Jordan. No, Michael Jordan. Izzo. Oh. Izzo. Um he had the top where his two cars were sitting was Lexand. Really? And then had, you know, uh, sheeting down the side of it. So it was like an open trailer that was enclosed. Yeah. You know, yep. I thought that was the coolest trailer I've ever seen. All right, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Thanks some people. Talked about a rookie of the year. What's the goal for next year? Championship or? Well, that'd be nice. I yeah. don't know about a championship, <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to get that first super late model win. I, I'm... I'm definitely chomping at the bit. I'm, like. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm wanting it really bad. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can get that pulled off. A couple well, wins would be nice. Well, you feel if you if you lost one or two yourself last year, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's eating at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as in any motorsport, just don't repeat your mistakes. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I know that like um, you, you hear the big touring guys. They they look at the schedule and, and they're like. That should be a win. That should be a win. That right. should be a win. Do you have a track? Maybe it was one of those that it just got away from you or you felt really comfortable at that you feel confident going into it you should be able to get that win? Uh, junction, I always felt 
really comfortable at that place. I, I won a lot of mod races there. Uh, and I, I, that was one I completely gave away. I, I messed that one up. That one, that one definitely should have been a win, but, uh, like junction, uh, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable at, uh, Beatrice. I'm pretty comfortable at, I've gotten to be a little bit better there. Picked up the, my first mod win there actually in 23. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then again, I 80, uh, finally getting, getting comfortable there. And, uh, then it's gone. Yeah. Wait a minute. You didn't win a race at I-80? I did. I okay. Won. I was going to say, I thought we talked on the uh, post-race yeah, interviews. Yeah, I, I did. I got on a post-race interview. I think I got, uh, I had three, three wins at I-80. Yeah. And I, I was one lap away from uh, fourth and the tire blew. <laughs> but it is what it is. But yeah, that happens. It happens. All right, man. Congratulations on the Rookie of the Year. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to talking to you about a championship next year, maybe. I hope so. <laughs> Dylan Silman, driver of the 35D Super Late Model throughout the area. Uh, rookie of the Year with the Malvern Bank Super Late Model West Series. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in turn number two. Hang tight, Dirk, and I'll be right back. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Nebraska's greatest hot rod show returns to Omaha with fun for the whole family. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. March 8th through 10th at the CHI Health Center. The place to see hundreds of the country's wildest show cars, muscle cars, custom trucks, and awesome hot rods, including the top ISCA championship contenders and a hand-selected display in our cavalcade of customs. And World of Wheels is so much more than a car show. Kids will love the Gravity Falls valve cover race and the high-flying BMX stunt show happening all weekend. On Saturday, meet rocker Dee Snyder from the legendary 80s rock band Twisted Sister. Sunday, catch Noel G. Hector from the Fast and Furious. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. It's back in Omaha. April 1st to 3rd at the CHI Health Center. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Part of the Summit Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See worldofwheels.com for more info. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch. Rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Bluffs, the official, well, like I just said, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Uh, lots going on at the Lube. They've got an upcoming event. Uh, they're going to start doing Sunday markets. This is a great opportunity for you to get involved in local businesses. And I think there's a pretty good chance Sarah and I are going to be down there uh, Sunday mornings from, I believe, 8 a.m. to noon is when these events go. Uh, there's one Sunday, May 19th, Sunday, June 23rd, Sunday, July 14th. Um, but they are to uh, uh, feature small businesses within the Omaha Council Bluffs area. Uh, up to 60 local vendors. We're going to be down there as a part of our Alzheimer's homestead, uh, selling uh, eggs and, um, you know, whatever crafts we have that we could donate the money to the Alzheimer's Association. So if you guys want to get involved in that, you want to come and see it, make sure you follow the 
Quaker Steak and Lube Facebook page for more details. A uh, bunch of those going through the summertime. And Dirk, have you seen they've got a new throwback sauce for a limited time? This is a uh, 50th anniversary of Quaker Steak and Lube being a restaurant. Uh, a restaurant, And I have never had this uh, ranch wing sauce, but it looks a little more creamy than a typical ranch would be. So I'm kind of interested in to get down to Quaker Steak and Lube and try it. Yeah, I, um, the picture of it, yeah, it's it's not a your typical ranch. I mean, which looks like ranch dressing like you pour on a salad. Yeah. Like you said, this looks like it might have almost some oil or something in it. You yeah, know, you like know, it, it looks more like the color of a Caesar dressing. So there's got to be something a little bit darker in there that's uh, that's bringing that white out. Uh, and kind of darkening up the sauce a little bit. But I'm really interested to try it. It says it's one of their original sauces um, available now at uh, participating locations. So hopefully Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs is uh, participating in that. And uh, yeah, like I said, lots going on. If you're observing the uh, Lent season, they have uh, fish sandwiches. Those uh, look absolutely delicious, so. Get over to Quaker Sagan Lumen Council Bluffs. Big thanks to those guys for their continued support of the front stretch. And Dirk, I kind of got called out a little bit, not on social media, in a private chat with uh, James Rowland, and he was absolutely right. I completely forgot about the Stuart Haas racing cars having uh, having uh, parts, their, air, their roof air deflectors confiscated prior to qualifying for atlanta completely forgot to talk about that on uh, tuesday's show and of course nascar deemed them illegal and the teams have been assessed the loss of 35 driver and owner points the teams being the 10 and the 41 so those two Are cars sure? both Did lost you listen to the show and we didn't mention that yeah we didn't talk we talked about joey Logano a lot we didn't mention the uh the 10 and the 41 getting penal uh, having those confiscated at all well, then we must have talked about it before the show because you, we were talking about the penalty stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were comparing the fact that they never hit the track with those parts, just like the Hendricks cars had not hit the track official capacity with their parts. Yeah, you know, they had the 60 point penalty and all that kind of stuff come back. Yeah, I, I think I know what happened now. You were talking about that. I was on a different page. I thought we were still talking about Joey Logano's gloves. Well, yeah, I, I, well, no, I, I think we did it before we recorded is what okay. I think we did. Okay. Well, That's either way, what we were talking about tonight before we hit the record button was how odd it is that the, the two cars have been assessed the loss of 35 driver and owner points. They were hit with an L1 penalty, which typically comes with a monetary fine, but Everything we're reading and everything I can find shows that it was only a driver and owner points deduction, no monetary penalty. Like this should have been a probably a what twenty five to to fifty thousand dollar fine. That's Maybe not what 50. I thought. But I went back and was digging through the L one stuff, and it's an and or. Okay. So, kind of like does NASCAR fig- think they need some money for something, or are they flush? It's really yeah. weird that. Well, you know, and, and it's worth noting that any, uh, at least, I guess I haven't refreshed myself 
recently, but the last I understood was that any um, any monetary fines that teams are assessed, that money is donated to. I think it's the Betty France Foundation. I yeah, I, th- I think so. So it 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 it, it goes towards a good cause. Yeah, it's it's, it's a charity contribution. Yeah. That's where the fines go. That's the way it's always been. But this so. seems this seems kind of right up the alley of. They should have been. They should have received a monetary fine. I'm really curious as to why they didn't. You know, maybe, uh, maybe with all NASCAR's negotiations and stuff with the owners and everything that's going on right now, maybe they, uh, you know, decided. Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's calm some of that down or, uh, um, you know, back off on some of the harshness. You know trying to show good faith on the negotiation side. I got no idea why they didn't find it. <laughs> oh my God. I made the mistakes of clicking on the comment section on this post from NASCAR. First comment, NASCAR is getting so ridiculous anymore. It's not about racing. It's all about meeting their specs and being legal to race. Uh, w- yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how NASCAR is being ridiculous there. They they set the specifications. You meet it, and you get to race. <laughs> I'm confused by that comment, but that's uh. Yeah, I think I I think I've got a comment in there coming about commenting about a comment. I think it was it might not be on in that thread. It might be on another one covering the same deal because a person said, "Well, of course they're a Ford. They get penalized where Chevys don't." And so I had uh, went in to educate Richard Cranium the the person that made the uh, the comment that, you know, about the Hendricks cars getting 60 points taken away last year and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think his name was really Richard Cranium, but that's what I called him. Well, another part of the, the penalties that came out on uh, Monday, Tuesday, um, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, NASCAR did end up finding Joey Logano $10,000 for safety violations during cup series qualifying at Atlanta motor speedway. So I did finally see a clip of that glove. And, uh, God, I, that just, it, that's, it's just one of those things that absolutely, I'm going to use a term my dad used to use. It just absolutely tickles me. The little things that these teams do to gain an advantage it's I'm just I'm fascinated I'm enthralled that little bitty webbing on his glove might have helped probably didn't but it didn't matter to NASCAR they didn't want people running around out there getting special gloves because I mean it's just like I guess I shouldn't say just like but to me it can be kind of like the 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 uh air guns for for uh Joe Gibbs racing what did I hear they were spending like 50 or 60 thousand dollars on these guns yep and NASCAR finally came in and said, no, 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 no. We're putting an end to that. Everybody's getting a spec gun. Because <laughs> those 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 Gibbs racing guns were a cut above everybody else. And everybody was way behind on developing those things. And we're going to have to spend money. And I'm not saying that was the thing with the gloves on this one, but it can easily lead down that path. Yeah, I mean, I still think that if NASCAR doesn't come out with a rule, that you'll see these gloves, but they'll, uh, you know, they'll be inspected. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I said before the other day when we talked about this, I don't think this glove was in, uh, was, uh, handed over to the safety official that comes around and checks that stuff. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they saw either a different glove or the glove was modified after they looked at it. I think they saw a different glove. That's mm-hmm. not something you're going to modify at the track. And I'd be willing to bet. And as a matter of fact, I'm probably a hundred percent sure that the material they used was probably fire retardant material. Mm-hmm. So there probably wasn't a problem with the material. It's just the fact that they altered the glove. Yeah. So. yeah it'll be interesting to see. Is this $10,000 fine worth it for the teams to be deterred? Cause NASCAR set a mark. Now you, you, you change those gloves. We're going to find you. But if they come from the manufacturer that way, mm. then they're not altering them. But don't those gloves have to be approved ahead of time? Well, that's, uh, you know, another guess, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm finally where you're at with that. If, if, if they come from the manufacturer and they get inspected pre-race, now the official has to say, or the at least the teams can say, uh, there's nothing in the rule book that says we can't have webbing. You know, this is a factory glove. I have not touched it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it, it, a it, number that meets specs. It ought to be okay. Yeah. Once again, NASCAR just adding to the rule book. They're just they're just killing this sport with all the rules that they put in this in this book for no reason. Uh, I, in case nobody can tell, I've got my tongue firmly planted in my cheek because NASCAR doesn't like to just throw rules in the rule book. Typically, they do it because the teams have found something. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got his sarcasm cap on people. Don't <laughs> it's warm. It's so much. It's so much warmer than not having my 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 cap on. <laughs> I got half it on, and that's really all I've got for news. Uh, I don't have any other articles that I've seen. Uh, it's been a busy couple of days for me. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of days, so I haven't got to see a lot of news. So if I missed anything, Dirk, holler it out. We'll we'll I'll gladly talk to talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen uh, a whole lot else either. Um, a little update on uh, our friend Raymond Bartunek. Uh, evidently, his surgery went well. Awesome. And uh, um, Again, I'm hearing this third hand. I haven't talked to Raymond. Uh, but they uh, uh, said the surgery went well. He's going to spend a few days in the hospital, and then he'll be sent home to recovery. So, or to Fantastic. finish his recovery. And I mean... Recovery usually on open heart surgery is a few months, so it's not like yeah. he's going to be back at the racetrack next week or anything like that. He's going to be he's going to be laid up for a while. So, well, let's talk uh, this Sunday's race at Las Vegas, the Pennzoil Four Hundred. Uh, the race is set for two thirty Central Time on Sunday. Once again, the telecast set for Fox Radio broadcast on PRN and Sirius XM. They're going to uh, end stage one at lap eighty ish uh and stage two at lap 165 and then the race will conclude at lap 267 race results from the last couple of races this race in the fall of this year of last year excuse me uh, it was race number 33 on the schedule kyle larson ended up getting the win punched his ticket to the championship round uh christopher bell was second kyle bush was third Brad Kozlowski fourth and Ross Chastain with a top five. Then it was a bunch of playoff contenders. Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr. And Denny Hamlin rounding out the top 10. Bad days. Uh, Alex Bowman, 35th. Chase Elliott, 32nd. 
and that looks to be about it. Most of your playoff contenders were up inside the top 10, if not just outside. Uh, and it looks like Chase Elliott was the worst of the playoff contenders in last year's uh, playoffs that uh, finished back there in 32nd. This race last year, race number three, ran on March 5th, so about a week later last year than it was this year. William Byron got the win. Uh, Kyle Larson second. Alex Bowman third. Bubba Wallace fourth. And Christopher Bell fifth. Then it was Cindric, Martin Truex Jr., Justin Haley, Kevin Harvick, and Daniel Suarez. That was your top 10. Bad days. Joey Logano, Tail and Charlie, 36th. Uh, Josh Berry, who was filling in the nine car, finished 29th. Austin Dillon, 27th. Chase Briscoe, 28th. Not seeing anything notable. Uh, you know, Brad Klazowski, 17th. That's a little bit lower than he probably should have been, but he was with a new team at the time, still kind of getting the feel of things. So looks like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell are kind of my top thinkers uh, before we see qualifying in practice. <clears throat> Why aren't you putting William Byron in there? Because he didn't work out for me Sunday at uh, Atlanta. Oh, well, that's a whole other ball game. But yep. he had the sweep in the spring race, and Kyle Larson came back with a sweep in the fall race. So hmm. both were 50-point races last year for somebody. Yeah. Well, that's a little unusual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, the only person and, that was close to that was when Harvick was on his streak at Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Byron led 176 laps in uh, this race last year. Uh, Larson led 133 laps at Vegas in the fall of last year. So I, uh, yeah, I, I've already got a Byron pick. I think I'm going to, I'm going to wait on him for a little bit longer. So this is probably going to be the race that he's going to win since I'm going to wait a little while. Um, but I'll see what what uh, what what happens during practice and qualifying. Yeah, Which... well, I've already dug myself a nice hole for the year, so I might as well start picking. But <laughs> I, I took a flyer last week, and it looked real good until twelve laps to go. So. Yeah. Uh, practice and qualifying will run on Saturday afternoon. By the way, one o five Central Time to uh, three o'clock Central Time. So we are getting practice and qualifying in Las Vegas. I don't think we got practice at Atlanta. Yeah, there was no practice at Atlanta. Yeah. So that's what I got for you. Uh, don't forget to join us next Saturday and Sunday at the World of Wheels Car Show. It's going to be a great time. We've got our schedule of all the drivers and industry people that we are chatting with. We'd love to see you come out to the booth. We'll have a couple of things for sale. I believe we're going to have, uh, we have some hats that we still have for sale and uh, some of those dirt track maps that unfortunately now are just a little bit outdated with um, IED Speedway still on there. And uh, I was thinking there's one other track that, that has shut down since that map was being made, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but those are really cool things to hang up in your man cave, uh, hang up in your uh, race cave, in your race shop. So if you guys want to contribute to the front stretch, that way you more than likely can't. You're more than welcome to, excuse me. And we'd love to see you at the World of Wheels Car Show. And after next Thursday's show, unfortunately, is when we find out where our booth is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll have it posted on the Facebook page. 
you know, we'll give you a general direction. They uh, last year we were real close to where they had the stage where they did all the uh, uh, celebrity people. Yeah, they're over in what would be the northeast corner of the CHI. Uh, and the year before that, we were in the northwest corner, and the year before that, we were on the west wall in the middle. And so we've been all over the place, so we're not even going to bother to guess where we might be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we'll definitely let you guys know where we land and uh, how to get to us. And and we'd love to see you guys. If uh, we're not recording, uh, we'd love to have you come over and sit down and chat with us and uh, talk racing, talk news, talk whatever you want to. But keep an eye on the two Front Stretch Facebook page events, the uh, World of Wheels live interviews, Saturday, March 9th and Sunday, March 10th, two different events on Facebook. And uh, make sure to get over there and uh, hang out with us. And if you want to pick up your tickets, make sure you get discounted tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, for years, I've heard, well, you know, the auto show just isn't what it used to be. And uh, you know what? It may not be, but I think it's still worth the money people pay to get in there. Absolutely gorgeous, classic cars, muscle cars, motorcycles, ch- uh, chotskis that you can purchase. Uh, there's live entertainment uh one, one year they had the the flipping motorcycles and bicycles and um uh what was the uh the uh build your own car for the soapbox dirty derby basically and you made them out of headers no, i don't remember that the only thing i remember as far as any type of racing type deal was the valve cover races that's what i'm thinking of is valve cover races they have yes. they've had that the last couple of years um, one thing, and I don't remember it from the last couple of years, so I don't know when this took effect, but I did, uh, find out from the, uh, uh, the outdoor show they had with all the campers and stuff here that last week or the week before that, uh, they've gone to, uh, cashless. So uh, we've, I think we've talked about that there before. Cause I mean, shit, nobody's got enough money, enough cash on them to pay for a beer there. So they had to go cashless. Well, they got it literally, <laughs> but I, I don't know when it took effect. So um, uh, if, you, if you're going to treat us to a beer, please stop by and ask us if we need one, please. Don't waste yep. your money. <laughs> you know, we're probably not going to say no, but if we're three deep, we'll probably say no, but thank you. <laughs> I may not even still say no. Uh, I know that I'm definitely going to, you know what we should put in. Do you want to put in an order uh, to get some beers? Cause uh, I know a guy that can hook us up with some alcohol. And I, I know I'm definitely going to get a case of high noon. Uh, I mean, I'll get a case, but that's not saying I'm going to drink a case while we're there. <laughs> I should clarify that for anybody that's like, Jesus, Dan. Well, actually, if it's there, you probably will drink it. So I know that's that's the reason why sometimes like, people are like, you only brought three beers tonight? And I'm like, yeah, because I know me. If if I bring four, I'm going to drink four. <laughs> you bring ten, you're going to drink ten. I'm going to drink ten, yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, we will see, maybe we should cut this whole part out. So the world of wheels, people don't know we're sneaking in alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we bring, can, uh, yeah, yeah. You might want to add a little bit of that, but bring your yeah, debit card. That's the moral of the story. Cause you're going to need it at the uh, world of wheels car show, but we want to see you guys down there. March. We're going to be there ninth and 10th. It's going on the eighth, ninth and 10th. It's an awesome event. D Snyder is going to be there. Hector from the Fast and Furious franchise is going to be there. A uh, lot of really cool things to see. Uh, uh, my my nephew uh, is going to be going, Gus, 
who I am a little bit worried. I think he's kind of starting to get the racing bug a little bit. And Sarah already floated the idea of his aunt and uncle paying for his goat cart at Eagle Raceway one of these years. So great. But uh, it's a... Moving to a home, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move we're gonna move to a retirement home more than likely. Yeah, the broke down kind. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's gonna do it for today's show. Big thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, next week, let's see what we got lined up. Cody Ledger gonna make a big announcement that he already made on social media. Uh, great conversation with Cody. We're going to play his interview on Monday, uh, excuse me, on Tuesday's episode of turn number two. And then Thursday's episode is going to feature Stu Snyder, two time Malvern bank, three sixty tri- uh series champion. I forgot to mention Cody Ledger joining us because he was the MSTS tri- uh, series champion. So Cody Ledger and Stu Snyder joining us next week on the show. And uh, then we're going to do Brandon Spanger and Dylan, P- uh, Dylan Peterson, And then uh, we'll start laying in all the interviews that we do uh, next weekend at the World of Wheels car show. Dirk, you got anything else for us? Nope. Uh, Just still want everybody to know if you're, you know, interested in coming and talk to us down there at the auto show, give us a shout. Let us know what you want to talk about and what time you want to try and do it. And we will try and fit you in. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to uh, Joe's Carding, Quaker Steak and Lube, Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners. Find out what Rick can do for you today. And Taylor Computers and Repair, continued support of the Front Stretch. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch, presented by Joe's Carding. Nebraska's greatest hot rod show returns to Omaha with fun for the whole family. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. March 8th through 10th at the CHI Health Center. The place to see hundreds of the country's wildest show cars, muscle cars, custom trucks, and awesome hot rods. Including the top ISCA championship contenders. And a hand-selected display in our cavalcade of customs. And World of Wheels is so much more than a car show. Kids will love the Gravity Falls valve cover Racing and the high-flying BMX stunt show happening all weekend. On Saturday, meet rocker D. Snyder from the legendary 80s rock band Twisted Sister. Sunday, catch Noel G. Hector from the Fast and Furious. The O'Reilly Auto Parts World of Wheels. It's back in Omaha. April 1st to 3rd at the CHI Health Center. Discount tickets at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Part of the Summit Racing Equipment Show Car Series. See worldofwheels.com for more info. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube.